Star Wars 7x7, episode 668. Today we are continuing our Clone Wars briefing series with Senate Spy. It is season 2, episode 4 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Let's dive right in, shall we? Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and to date there have been a number of situations where you watch what happens with Anakin and Padme and you wonder how the heck the Jedi aren't cluing in to the fact that something is going on with them. Well, if this one has the the worst of it so far where like at least there's sort of a beard scratching moment for Obi-Wan wondering what the heck is going on but man if they didn't pick up on it from this then I don't know what incarnation was going on with the Jedi they were really being blinded by the Sith or something like that anyway here's the deal with the story just in general there is a senator named Rush Clovis and he is from the planet Scipio and and also is a, a delegate for the intergalactic banking clan in the Senate. And he's suspected of being a spy, being a separatist spy. Well, gee, since the banking clan, well, I guess, you know, in Attack of the Clones, maybe they didn't realize that the banking clan was involved with the separatists yet. Maybe that just was the meeting that happened that nobody else was around for or anything like that. But I would have thought by now they would have figured out the banking clan had something to do with the Separatists. Anyway, I guess not, and so therefore they're suspecting this guy, Clovis, of being a Separatist spy. They've already asked Padme to spy on him because he she had a previous relationship with him, and she's already refused, but... The Jedi want Anakin, since Anakin has a, an established friendship, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, with Padme. They want Anakin to lean on Padme to get her to do the deed. And I guess I <laughs> didn't mean that quite the way it came out, but I guess that is actually what we're talking about here because, you know, it is a kid's cartoon, so they didn't actually say that they were lovers, but it certainly is very strongly hinted at that Padme and Clovis were lovers at some point in the past. And oh boy, this is what I'm talking about because <laughs> Anakin should be like piping hot with anger and jealousy. He is, but piping hot to the degree that the Jedi should be picking up on this. And this is the exchange that happens when they first inform Anakin about what they want him to do and getting Padme to take on this mission, and he finds out that there's been a previous relationship. We chose Senator Amidala because she and Clovis entered the Senate in the same year. They served on the same committees. They were good friends. I didn't know that. Personal matters for the Senator, these are. Know them, why would you? It's just that I wouldn't expect Senator Amidala to have a friend in the banking clan. Yeah, nice cover <laughs> there, Anakin. Good job. Oh, man. So, of course, Anakin is already on Padme's bad side because he went off to see the Jedi Council when they were calling him instead of spending a romantic evening with her after having been gone for so long and saying what you have to do for duty in wartime. And so then when he goes off to talk to Padme about this and he says he's not going to let her go, he's not going to allow it, which, of course, you know, doesn't sit very well with her at all. And she says, nope, it's my duty in wartime. I guess I got to do it. <laughs> And throws his words back in his face. And so she ends up befriending Clovis again and gets invited on a mission to Ketanimoidia to 
basically twist the arm of the Nemoidians for not paying <laughs> their bills, which is uh, another uh, strange occurrence. And Anakin acts as her pilot for the mission and gets to do all sorts of comical things like when Clovis is about to lean over and smooch Padme in the uh, in the passenger hold Anakin sees this on a camera looking in the passenger hold and gives the ship a sharp twist so that <laughs> he goes flying yeah very subtle very subtle anyway bottom line they get there and Padme discovers that they're actually having a meeting about a big droid factory that they're trying to build like the biggest one yet and unfortunately, the Nemoidians can't quite pay for it, and the banking clan isn't necessarily about to loan them more money. And Pogga the Lesser shows up, one of the Geonosians that we saw in Attack of the Clones as well. And Padme gets the information, but unfortunately is poisoned because Lot Dodd and the rest of the Nemoidians are mad that the banking clan's not going to loan them more money, so they decide to poison Padme because that seems to be Clovis's weakness and try to use it to blackmail him for additional money. But ultimately, Clovis decides to turn a gun on the Nemoidians and demand for the antidote, and he gives it to Anakin, and Anakin <laughs> takes off with Padme and C-3PO in the ship and leaves Clovis at the mercy of the Nemoidians, who are with a set of battle droids raising their blasters as the show ends. And this is supposed to be the first in a five-episode arc, so we'll have to see what happens to Clovis from this point on and where this whole spy network thing goes. They're you know thinking that now they have the information about the droid factory that they can destroy the plans for it and whatnot, so I guess we'll have to wait to see what kind of action happens with that. The one thing that I wanted to flag, though, <laughs> as a last thing to talk about, was the crazy luxury droids that they have on Cato Pneumoidea. Specifically, it's a BD-3000 luxury droid, a luxury attendant droid that, according to the behind-the-scenes stuff that's on the Wikipedia listing for it, it says, George Lucas, and this is for Revenge of the Sith, actually, during photography, George Lucas decided that Bail Organa would be served by a sexy female-shaped attendant droid during scenes set in his office, a character that would also appear at the Galaxy's Opera House. That's, of course, where... Anakin and Palpatine have their dialogue, and Palpatine tells the, the story of Darth Plagueis. And says that from this direction, animation supervisor Rob Coleman contacted the art department at Skywalker Ranch to request concept designs for this new animated character. Lucas's directives described the droid as the automated equivalent of Betty Page, and the droid design quickly earned the nickname Betty Bot. And though the scenes of Bale's offices were ultimately cut from the film, the droid still makes an appearance in there. And it's actually been, I think, in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five other Clone Wars episodes before this one. For some reason, that finally actually, like, caught my attention, these <laughs> ridiculously voluptuous droids. And I was just thinking about that in terms of that foo that happened a while back where somebody posted about uh, Captain Phasma's armor that you couldn't tell it was female armor and the folks at Star Wars replied that it was armor on a woman and it doesn't have to look like it has breasts on it or anything like that, which was absolutely the right response. And yet, yeah, it just put me in mind of the fact that I don't think there's been anything like this that I've ever seen before in any of the Star Wars movies. So it was kind of jarring to see that. And yet, I guess, all things considered, yeah, some somebody was bound to do something like that in the Star Wars universe. And of course, it would be the bad guys, the Nemoidians, that would have something like that. 
I'm actually rather shocked at the idea that Bail Organa was scheduled to have one of those kinds of droids. It just seems very strange, but I'd love to know what you think about the BD-3000 luxury droids. We'll post a link to what their deal is from Wikipedia so you can read more about them. And yeah, share your comments about them at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com, as well as any comments you have about the episode itself. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you. audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, let's get you a trivia question before we go. Get ready! Okay, for what? Last time we asked you what's the very first line spoken in The Force Awakens, and it is, this will begin to make things right, spoken by Lorisan Tekka. Today's question, what is the very last line of dialogue spoken in The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get scammed by Obi-Wan's wordplay, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a certain point of view, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarking copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.